welcome to episode number 22 of the Hold Fast podcast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I'm the host of the podcast, and I want to thank you for joining me for another episode. I want to dive into a topic um, that, uh, as is the case often, uh, is pretty heavy on my heart. Um, as a pastor, and I've shared this before, I think, on this podcast, I know I've shared it with my church to some degree, um, that over the last year and a half, I mean, really since COVID began, I've seen something happen that, that's been happening for a while, but, it, but it's become amplified in COVID. And, and that's, to put it bluntly, I've seen many professing Christians begin to stray away from the faith, not, not just the church. I mean, that's one aspect of it where I've seen people kind of drift away from church and being involved. Um, but that's just one symptom of many that is being exposed, I think, in a lot of people's lives. And um, I want you to know up front, there is um, zero judgment in my heart. Now, I do believe, I, I don't want to be one of those people that says, you know, God tells us not to judge. I think that there is a degree where as Christians, we are to rightly judge our brothers and sisters in Christ out of love for them and out of a concern for their souls. And so that's the spirit that I want to come in. Um, not a judgmental spirit where I'm I'm casting judgment on anybody or I'm predicting the outcome of, of their faith or anything like that. Um, but what I'm trying to do is as a pastor, as a brother in Christ, um, as, a, as a friend to many people that I'm seeing this happen to, um, I want to plead with you. Um, and I don't know if anybody that's in that boat will even watch or listen to this podcast at all. Um, I, I hope they do. Um, if you're watching this and God lays a burden uh, for somebody else in your heart that maybe needs to hear this, um, I would encourage you not to just immediately share this podcast with them. Um, as much as I want them to hear this, I would first encourage you, if you know them well, um, go to them um, and share your heart with them. And then if they're receptive, maybe then it is a good time to share something like this podcast with them. Um, but my heart is to speak to that group and then to also speak to the group of Christians who maybe you know somebody like this that I'm going to describe to reach out to them and maybe this podcast will be helpful to give you some things that some scriptures and, and places you can take your your friend your brother or sister in Christ um, but I want this to be something that uh, serves the church in that it brings people back in that we are going to our brothers and sisters and we are in love in truth in grace but in boldness um, bringing them back to the truth uh, so the the passage that really came to my my mind immediately was James chapter 4 and um, I'm actually going to be reading out of the LSB, the Legacy Standard Bible. Um, it's a newer translation that actually hasn't been fully completed yet, um, but it's a really, really solid translation from what I've seen so far. Um, and so I've been using it a little bit in my study, and I'm going to use it in this podcast today. Um, so James chapter 4, I'm going to just honestly kind of... Uh, work through this um, and, and maybe stop at some points and, and talk about some things, but this is the passage that came to mind. James says, <clears throat> what's the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source of, is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and you do not have, so you murder. You're envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. Now, immediately you might say, Kenny, what does this passage have to do with straying Christians? Um, I think that the start 
of many believers, professing believers straying away from the church, straying away from the faith, starts here with quarrels and conflicts. Um, and, and that's kind of a general term, but I think a lot of times people just begin to get upset over things and they start arguing over what's happening in the church and what they see in other believers' lives and what they see in Christianity in general. And what's happening is ultimately it's what's in their hearts. It's their lack of being near to the Lord. It's their love for the world that's causing them to quarrel with their brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and the reason I don't think that I'm taking these verses out of context, context is James immediately goes into talking about friendship with the world. So the very next verse, verse 4, he says, You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world sets himself as an enemy of God. So I think that James is placing in context here Christians who, out of a love for the world out of a desire for the things of the world and the things of their flesh, they're beginning to quarrel with their brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, this is absolutely happening in our day and age. We have something called, uh, that, that's labeled as progressive Christianity that is happening um, all around us, where Christians, out of a love for the world, um, out of a desire for the things of the world, out of a desire to, to not follow in the ways of the Lord, they're fighting with Christians, and they're starting to, to bring all of these quarrels into the church. And it's, it's exposing their hearts. It's, it's showing that they have desires within them that are not of the Lord. And James uses very strong language, which is I mean, this is James in general. You can't read the book of James and not get uncomfortable if you're a Christian. He says, you adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? And so what I, what I want to say um, in, in as much love as I possibly can, I believe it would be unloving to not say this because this is what scripture sets forth for us, is that if you are chasing after things of this world and you're beginning to stray from the Lord, stray from uh, being a part of the fellowship of a body of believers, then you are, you are in hostility towards the Lord. You are in spiritual adultery. And this is something that we need to take seriously. And I'm again, this is not me with this judgmental heart, like I'm seeing the speck in your eye without seeing the log in my eye. I have a tendency to do this as well. Now, as a pastor, I don't have much of a choice but to, to be at church and to try to be an example to believers. Um, but in my heart, in my daily life, I feel this pull towards the things of the world. I, I want to um, not have to live in submission to the Lord. I want to not have to do the hard work of loving my brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Sometimes it just seems easier just to walk away from it all. But I want to have people in my life who love me enough to pull me back to draw me back to the truth. And that's what I want to do here. James goes on in verse five and he says, or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. Now, in James, we have this harsh language and, and we have him speaking so bluntly and abruptly at times, but this verse is full of grace because it's a reminder to us that God jealously, it says uh, very literally, he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. That he desires us because if we are believers in Christ Jesus, he has placed his spirit within us and he, he, he is jealous for us. He's jealous for, for, to be able to pour out his love and his mercy on us that we may return to him and bring glory and honor to his name that he loves us deeply, that he doesn't want to see us stray away from him. 
And James goes on in verse 6 and says, But he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God, in his grace, does not look at us when we choose our pride and our sin and say, Go your own way. When we are his children, he says, No, I want you to humble yourself so I can give grace to you, so that I can forgive you and restore you and bring you back to myself. Be subject, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 7. All these things that you're tempted toward, all these things that, that your heart seems to want that's pulling you away from the Lord and from his people, resist the devil, resist the temptations that he's bringing in your life and submit to the Lord. This is not just simply like trying to, with your willpower, not go after the things of the world. This is submitting to the Lord. This is acknowledging God and his word and saying, God, your ways are better than mine. I don't understand everything. I don't always like everything, but I know that your ways are better. I know that your ways are the pathway to true joy and true fulfillment and true peace, and so I'm gonna submit to your ways. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've strayed away from you, that I've committed spiritual adultery, and I wanna come back to you. I wanna submit myself to you. James says when you do that, he gives greater grace, that he pours out his grace on us. And here's further encouragement. Verse eight, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, purify your hearts. Be willing to repent. Be willing to, here's something that I've seen sometimes. Um, a brother or sister in Christ, a, a professing believer says, man, I, I have been straying, and they recognize that. And so what they do is they immediately try to do the right thing, okay? Which, stick with me, because this is gonna sound weird at first. So immediately they say, okay, we just, we gotta get back to church. I gotta read my Bible again. I'm gonna read my Bible every day this week. I'm gonna pray more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna serve more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to my pastor or somebody at my church, and I'm gonna serve on uh, uh, some kind of service team that's at the church, and I'm gonna do all these things. That's not the first step. The first step is, repentance. The first step is on your knees, on your face before the Lord in genuine heartfelt repentance, acknowledging your sin before him. James goes on in verse nine, he says, be miserable and mourn and cry. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Have a state of grief over your sin. This is a good thing. This is a healthy thing. This is a biblical thing where you recognize that you've strayed and you mourn over that sin. You don't immediately just try to cover up that sin by doing all these good things. No, no, no. That's not what the Bible calls us to. It calls us to repentance. And out of that genuine repentance, grace is poured into our lives, which enables us to walk in those good deeds. So don't just, don't just think that you're going to correct your straying by just simply returning to church or, or reading your Bible more or, or doing some more better things. First and foremost, repent. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, verse 10, and he will exalt you. And I'll, I'll stop there in that section in James to just, once again, plead and just say, um, humble yourselves before the Lord, just like James says. I, I, don't, I don't know any better way to say it than that. If you are hearing this and you recognize that you have, even, even what you consider to be a little bit, straight away from the Lord, begun to kind of pull away from his people, begun to pull away from, from serving him and serving others and, and walking in the ways of the Lord. Even just a little bit, humble yourself. This is the call to myself. 
This is the call to myself often. Where have I strayed away from the Lord? Where have I begun to pull away from him? I need to draw near to him. I need to mourn over my sin. I need to grieve over that. I need to repent and come back to him. And so, again, if you're listening to this and that's not you, but you know someone like that, I would challenge you to reach out to them. I would challenge you to lovingly uh, confront them in grace, yes, um, seeking to build up, not to tear down, um, but seeking to be honest and truthful to them as well in the things that you see in their lives. Again, not you trying to take the speck out while you've got a log sticking out. Deal with your log first. And then, that's what Jesus says. He says, yes, take the log out of your eye, and then you'll be able to see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Then you'll actually be able to judge rightly and help them. So don't think that it's not your place. Maybe you say, it's not my role to judge them. You know, I'm just going to pray for them and let the Lord bring them back. Maybe you're going to be the answer to your own prayer to bring them back. It's not that we change anybody's heart. I'm not suggesting that. But God does use us to go into somebody else's life, to love them enough, to to be truthful with them, to bring them back. Um, I believe it's in James. Uh, This verse just came to mind, so I'm going to turn there where James talks about that as well, bringing back people from their wandering. Um, It's towards the end of James, and so I want to read that where he says, yes, James 5, verses 19 and 20. My brothers, if anyone, any among you strays from the truth and one turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. So no, you don't have the power to transform them, but there is an element, James says, where we can bring them back, where we can turn them back. And he says, we will have saved their soul from a multitude of sins. We will have saved his soul from death and covered a multitude of sins. I don't know about you, um, but I would love to be a part of that kind of ministry where God is using me to save souls from death and to cover a multitude of sins, to look at my brothers and sisters and love them enough to bring them back. So I I pray that, that somehow, some way, God has you listening to this if you needed to hear it um, or watching this if you needed to watch it. Um, and I pray that you would humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord, that you would mourn, that you would cry over your sin, you would weep, and you would turn back to him knowing that he jealously yearns for the spirit that he's placed within you, that he wants to pour out his grace on you and restore you, and forgive you, and and set you back on the path of obedience to him. And and maybe one final word would just be this. Um, Don't let the events that are happening in our world, and I'm not just talking about coronavirus. Um, I'm talking about all of the conflict that's in our world, this this intensity that we feel all around us, and this, this rising persecution of Christianity. Don't let those things drive fear into your hearts from returning back to the Lord. He is good. He is sovereign. He is in control. Run back to Him. Trust Him. And know that he holds us. And when he holds us in his hand, no one is able to snatch us out. I pray that those who have needed to hear this have have listened to this today. I pray that God has burdened you. um, If you know somebody that you need to to speak to, that he's burdened you to go out um, and talk to them. Um, And I pray that God would use something as simple as a podcast episode to bring people back to himself. 
if you are listening to this and, and you're struggling with this and, and, and this podcast wasn't quite, didn't quite answer all the questions and the concerns that you have and you're like, Kenny, but I, I've still got issues that I need to work through. Um, if you know me, reach out. I would love to be able to sit down and talk with you. I would love to just pray with you. I'd love to, to, to talk and to uh, show you truth and hopefully uh, show you um, the truth of God's word to bring you back to him so that you can draw near to him and he can pour out his grace in your life. Thanks for taking the time to listen to or watch this. Um, as always, I would be honored if you would share this episode, if it's been helpful or a blessing to you, whether you share it on social media, in a text message, however you do that, um, and also that you would give us a rating and review. We've got just a few of those, um, but honestly, the more reviews and ratings that we get uh, wherever you listen to podcasts or watch this on YouTube, the more of that we get, the better chance somebody else will get to hear this um, who maybe wouldn't see it otherwise. So uh, this has been another episode of Hold Fast. Thanks for listening again. Uh, we'll see you again next week. God bless.